0: Welcome to an inspirational message by Pastor Harold Weiss, Senior Pastor at Little Falls Christian Center. Well, there you are, we're so ready, I am so very ready to spend the next few minutes with you and just get down to really the cutting edge of it all. Here's the scripture. We saw this morning how that, that whole system of Babylon is the system of darkness that has its tentacles stretching out to the day that we're living now. Because the dream of Nebuchadnezzar uh, that he had in uh, Daniel chapter number 2, he had a dream. And of course, Daniel was the one to interpret the dream. And that had the big statue. And uh, then Daniel answered, giving the layout of his dream. He said, God has shown you, O king, what will happen in the last days. So that Babylonian empire began with Nebuchadnezzar, actually before he was set up, that whole region under Nimrod, as a totally barbaric, immoral, perverse, violent, corrupt, demonic, driven, inspired fallen angels coming up and down on that place. It was a terrible place. And it's from there that Abraham And his family departed, his father, and they went and they uh, uh, came across uh, what we call the Fertile Crescent. And finally Abraham came into the Promised Land. But leaving that there, we saw that this man Daniel really troubled the devil, you know. I mean, he went three times a day, as the custom was from afore, from the very beginning. He went three times. Times in a day, on his knees before God, and uh, we saw that Daniel was a very, very busy man. But he found place for God. You know what's happened now? The world is so, you know, um, scramble eggs is the uh, the expression for it. I compare it to scramble eggs. It's like all the people are doing funny things. Roles are even reversed in the home. Uh, fathers are riding around and mothers are riding around, and people are doing functions which they never, you know, you don't see them doing those things in the time of the Bible, Where you're busy. And so, Daniel is running the entire kingdom of the Med, uh, the Medo-Persian Empire, Babylon. He is he's, he's there in the city of, of Babel, and, and, you know, there he is, and, and he's a busy man. He's, he's now in charge. He's now like, the uh, prime president of three, he's the one that's called the prime. He's the the senior man, by whom the entire system of Babylon is is functional. And Daniel is 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 a man of prayer. From the day that he sets foot in Babylon, he's a praying man. We see him and his friends. We see how they threatened in Daniel chapter two with the lions den, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. We see how. After that, Nebuchadnezzar has his dream. We see also, as the chapters roll on, uh, Nebuchadnezzar then uh, brings the big statue and wants everybody to now worship the statue. It must have been based upon his dream. I've often thought about that. And then after that, we see how that uh, finally there's the feast of Belshazzar. And then we see how again, Daniel sees the hand with the writing on the wall. You've been weighed. You've been found wanting. You've been found wanting. When you see the hand and the finger writing on the wall telling you, you're not going to cut it. You've been weighed and found wanting. You are underweight for what you are doing, and you'll be removed. And that night, that was also the end of the life of a man called Debbie, uh, actually uh, Belchassar, the King Belchassar. Daniel outlived them all. He was 80 years old, and uh, his predecessor was a man called Jeremiah. Now, that whole thing there with Daniel was this that they try to stop him praying because he was a righteous man with such immense, let me repeat that, immense prayer power, righteous, and in an enormous beloved favor of the almighty God and he's praying so now they're trying to find something against him Daniel chapter number six they want to kill him and uh, so they got this whole scheme let no man make a petition except to the king uh, that is called uh, Darius or Darius and that uh, and nobody may go to him and nobody may, may, may uh, to, to anybody else except the king to make a petition. And they must have known by watching Daniel spying on him. He goes home. He's got his three times a day that he's praying. And they're going to catch him right there on his knees. Wow, what a place to be caught out on your knees before God. Well, he goes. And, of course, he knows about the law, the Medes and the Persians. And he knows that's gonna be lion's den stuff. And you know what? You don't see in the Bible that when Daniel found out the, the decree of the law of the Medes and the Persians, you don't find that, that Daniel panicked. You don't read it. He just went about his daily things, running this entire empire under King Darius, running everything, he's a busy man. But in the in the score of that. On his diary, he's got a book time with God three times a day on his knees before the living God. And he kept it up from his youth all the way. Now he's 80. And so now he's busy praying. They catch him praying, requesting things from God. And now they got a thing, he's got to go to the lion's den. You know, now in 1982, I went across to another church and there was, I was still not in the ministry as such, I was preaching a little around, but uh, I was still a student and uh, so basically I was just kind of cruising along as a student and uh, adding information to the rest of the information as I was building up to get ready for the actual pulpit and um, went into a bookshop and there was a a little um, stand with posters and I saw a poster and I like the poster, because if there's one man in the, in the whole of the New Testament that really got my, my attention, it was this man, Daniel, because his life was a reflection of the lifestyle that I would like to live. And I thought to myself, he prayed, and you find him praying right to, you know, if you take a, a, an analysis, I've got a computer program here that does an analysis of prayer. In uh, the entire Tanakh. Or the Old Testament. Then you find the word pray. Completely spikes out. In the book of Daniel. It is a book. In which. By a long shot. You have the word "prayer" mentioned. Second to that of course. The book of Job. And, but it's the book in which prayer plays such a major role. Hence, I was attracted to that book. I was attracted to the book of Luke because of prayer and the role of prayer in the book of Luke. And so I saw this poster and I thought, wait a minute, I'm going to buy this poster. I'm going to disappear now behind the poster. And I'm just going to put that over there for a moment and bring out the poster. And you can now see what it looked like. There you have Daniel. And he's quite unperturbed. I mean, he does not bother. Hands behind his back, standing there, looking up there. He does not care. And uh, around him are the lions. And I'll tell you, I I always look at the face of these lions. It's still in my study. It's on the wall, by the door. As you walk out, you know, there are two doors. The one door above it is uh, is this particular, you know, poster that's now framed. I've had it all these years. And I've always thought that's a source of inspiration for me. If I see him, I think I must pray. If I see him, I know I must be enduring. If I see Daniel, I know be consistent. If I see Daniel, I say, don't compromise. These lions, now now you know what, I'm a South African, and here in South Africa we got lions, plenty of them, big ones. And uh, don't I know the wildlife of the nation. And uh, this is not what a lion to me, actually even looks like. They are fierce. They don't look like, excuse the expression, they, these lions look kind of stupid. They look like a cow at a new gate. They don't look like they don't know what's going on. And you know what God did? He gave His angel, uh, one of his angels a charge to go along and shut the mouth of those lions. You know, I said these words, I, I find it actually very funny, but all right, for what whatever it's with, I always say that's the first case of locked jaw in the Bible where the lions just had locked jaws they were just locked up, they couldn't bite a lion without a bite and Daniel's standing there and he's just you know, going through the night, he's praying along again, again he's just praying, the devil's mad what's he doing down there in the lions? but is he dead? No, he's not dead what's he doing now? he's praying what do you do you hear anything coming out of the lions den the other guys the guards gods and everybody no 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 there's a voice down there now, what is he doing he's speaking in hebrew what's he doing he's praying towards jerusalem what's he doing he's he's giving glory to god oh yes maybe just now the lions are going to get him maybe the lions are just resting you know the lion sleeps tonight by the way lions don't sleep at night that's their hunting time they're nocturnal. They hunt specifically, mostly at nighttime. So there the lions are now sleeping that night. Uh, that was the song that you say, the lion sleeps at night. I would apply to that situation and that situation only. You occasionally see lions. Mostly they sleep through the day and they hunt at night. We know them. We see them all the time. And, you know, so here's Daniel. He's, he's bored with the lions. The lions don't want to come near him. They're scared of him. The angels of God are there. They giving God or having sentry duty around the servant of God. And by the morning, uh, we see that this man with the name of Darius goes. uh, It says here in Daniel chapter 6, verse number 20. So Darius, the moment it's daylight. um, It says the king arose very early in the morning and he went in haste to the den of lions. And when he came to the den, he cried out with a lamenting voice. And he said these words. The king spoke, saying to Daniel, Daniel, servant of the Most High God. Oh, Daniel, you're serving the living God as your God, whom you serve continually, all the time. You know, has your God been able to deliver you from the lion's? And of course, hears a voice, crystal as always, 80 years of age, bright-minded, here we go. Daniel said to the king, O king, live forever, is the way of greeting these kings. My God, send his angel and shut the lion's mouth. Lock joy, you know, so that they have not hurt me because I was found innocent before him. Curse without a cause cannot alight cannot make a landing. And also you, O king, have I've done no wrong before you. That's what Daniel said. He says, I was found innocent before God and also, O king, I've done no wrong before you. Now the king was exceedingly glad about this. And he commanded that they should take Daniel up out of the den. So Daniel was taken up out of the den. And no injury whatsoever was found on him because he believed in his God and the king gave the command. Now he's angry. And they brought those men who had accused Daniel all oh, the whole gang. What do they say sometimes? The cabal. If you want to, that's maybe another word for it. Hyenas you know, is like a clan. The whole hyena clan. And they brought those men who had accused Daniel. And they cast them into the lion's den. If you dig a pit for someone, you fall into that thing. Cast them into the lion's den with their children, mind you, and their wives. Remember, I said to you, it's a place of no mercy. And their wives. And the lions overpowered them and broke all their bones in pieces before they ever came to the bottom of the den they were caught like balls if you have a tennis ball you you know my dog's catch i throw things at them and i like a biscuit or something and they catch it in the air before they touched the ground those hungry lions were now unlocked no more locked jaw now it's a biting jaw and they took them out the whole, you see, God protects His servants. I've seen that over and over through the years of my life. And you know why He protected this man so very much? Because Daniel resolved, Daniel chapter number 1, not to defile himself even with the food from the king's table. Why not? Because it was first sacrificed to idols to get the blessing over the food. Like we would pray over our food and say, Heavenly Father, in the name of Jesus, bless this food before we eat it. We give you thanks through Jesus Christ's name. Make a prayer over your food. They did that, but they called on all these idol gods, and then they gave that to the king to eat. And so they give a portion out to all these young men, and Daniel says, no, 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 won't do. We will have vegetables and water. And there we have the beginning of the Daniel fast. Vegetables and water. Daniel 10. And in those days, I ate there no pleasant food. 21 days. Well, we know in Daniel 10, it was vegetable and and water. And that's what gave gave me, way back in 1990, the inspiration of the Daniel fast. We've been doing it since 1990. Like years ago, before it was even heard of a Daniel fast. We were doing it. And so, we know all about it. We're praying church. And so, you know, the thing is, if you pray and you obey, Daniel inspired me so much. He would. He said, listen, you just give us food and water. Just give us the permission. Just in the form of vegetables and some liquid. Nothing else you'll see in 10 days' time will be the better off. And by the way, Daniel chapter 1 says, they were 10 times wiser. Than all of the astrologers, the soothsayers, and the magicians of Babylon. Place of darkness, there's the light on these young men. Daniel, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. How's that for you? You know, sometimes I think we we also mess up with our Daniel fast. In the sense that we have a Daniel fast. that people already think, now, what are the diets that we're going to have? And let's see. If we can have a nice salad dressing. Uh, let's get uh, some hamburger patties and replace it with, with uh, uh, what's that stuff? Um, there's some other kind of, they make meat out of it, soya patties. We have them on a braai outside. And then we have n- a nice mixed vegetable cocktail. Yes. And there's a Daniel Fast, you know has no more a Daniel fast than any other thing. These guys, these guys needed God's protection. My answer to that is I need God's protection. I take this Daniel fast serious. I take it real serious. So you can't doctor the food. I'd rather just have food in the form of vegetables and water. I'm in any way not a fruit, fruit eater, so it doesn't worry me not to eat fruit. Vegetables and water. Yes, okay, you can cook it, but that's about it. That's the end of the story. Case in point. Well, Daniel, right there, no compromise. I like it. Daniel, I like you. I must meet with you. When we get to heaven, oh, dear Lord, I want to meet that man. No compromise man. They go to the lion's den. They go, they're, they're three young boys, and uh, you know, there there's, there's a, there's a a whole situation that now develops in in Babylon, and uh, uh, there is 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 again a crisis, and uh, Nebuchadnezzar has got this this statue that he's built, and he wants everybody to fall down and bow down. When the music plays, and when the music, by the way, music was also perverted in Babylon. And you know how that tentacles even come into some forms of Christian music. Music also has been affected. So it's songs about feel-good songs, not songs ministering unto the Lord. Praise songs that are really feel-good songs, singing about, you know, we will rejoice one day when we stand on that beautiful beach out there. Nothing about Jesus. Nothing about giving glory to God. Nothing about like the Hebrew would say, Baruch Atah Adonai, Adonai Elohim Shebaot, which means, which means, Blessed be the name of the Lord, the Lord God of hosts. Nothing of that stuff. It's just feel good songs. Feel good other music. And then that's it. No wonder there's a form of godliness, but there's no power. We are a Holy Spirit-led, driven, and praying church. Welcome to Little Falls Christian Center. We're still alive and very well. Very well. And so are the people walking with us, walking with God. We all walk with God. So if you don't now fall down and worship this image that King Nebuchadnezzar had made, you know, then you are going to be cast into a fiery furnace. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego said, not, not so. We will not, we forget it. Our God is able to save us from this fine any event. Nebuchadnezzar says, and who is the God that can save you from my hand? And they say, our God is able to. They bind them. They heat up the oven. Seven times more than usual. Nice. They really want to burn them and burn them fast. Some strong men of Babylon come along. They're they're in service of the king. You know, life matters nothing. Throw them into the fire. Let me watch them burn. You know, and they go into the fire. The fire is just no power. But the men that took them there, had to take them at the cost of their own lives. The fire was that hot. Those men got killed. That threw them in the oven. And they couldn't turn around. Otherwise, they would also be killed in any way. They'd also be thrown in afterwards. Yes. And there we see, suddenly, Nebuchadnezzar sits. And he goes up and he looks and he looks and he looks. And he says, how's that possible? We put three in there. Why is there four? And the image of the one, the countenance of the fourth man in that oven, Is like the son of God. Now he calls them out. Now he says. Listen people. Let nobody in all of my kingdom. Ever speak against. The God of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Wow. Seven times powerful oven. Not a scar. Not nothing. Daniel comes out of the dying lion's den. They didn't find a scar on him. He didn't find a scratch on him. They didn't find no nothing on him. He went in and he came out. I bet you when he landed at the bottom of that well where the lines were, it's a drop. Never got hurt either. Most probably the angels gave him a nice soft landing. It's possible. God can do anything. As long as we pray and as long as we obey, you're with us. We walk with God. Just a closer walk with thee. That's all we desire, to walk closely with you, hand in hand with the Master, through the fire, through the storms. We don't need Babylon storms in our heads. Did you hear that? Oh, fear-mongering has reached new peaks. Be scared, be scared. I looked at a video, and I saw people standing on the street, where this whole thing going on with this virus, And I I looked at their eyes. I specifically watched their eyes. And you know the worry and the fear on the eyes of the people standing in the streets. If they let me loose, I'd run down into that street and say, people don't fear. People don't fear. This is your victory. Faith in Jesus Christ. There's your victory. That's all you need. Faith. You can overcome anything by faith. Anything you can overcome by faith. The devil has no answer. The gospel is the power of God unto salvation. Redden. To be saved from. It's an all-encompassing word. So-so. To save from any form of whatever it is that's terrifying. For therein the power of God is revealed as it is written. From faith to faith. This is the victory. Even our faith. Now, looking at that I say you know why did they want to get to this man called Daniel what did they want to do with Daniel and uh, what was their plan with him and so uh, you know we got to stop this man from praying the whole of Babylon wants to now stop him from praying Daniel comes out of that that den he's not got a scratch on him and now he is obviously read the book of of, um, Jeremiah he was Jeremiah was his predecessor here it says these words run through in Jeremiah 5 verse one run to and fro through the streets of Jerusalem see now and know and seek her in open places if you can find a man if there's anyone find a man I look for a man who would build up a hedge <laughs> you know it says these words in the Bible I sought for a man in Ezekiel 22:30. Among the men who would make up a wall. Stand in the gap before me on behalf of the land. That I should not destroy it. But I found no one. If there is one thing. Let me close with these words. If there is but one thing. Satan wants to destroy. It is your personal life with him. Don't let him tell you how busy you are. Don't even talk about how busy you are. Put God like your tiding first. Time with God is like the tithing, must come first. And then say, tithing to God, and the next tithing is of my time per day. And I say, Lord, I thank you. I've been with you. I prayed with you. I can divide it into three portions like Daniel did. And I'm praying all the time. And I'm obeying. And I'm doing what you're telling me. And I confess with my mouth, Lord Jesus Christ. And I believe that God the Father raised him from the dead. Therefore, I am saved. I thank you, Father, in Jesus' name. Save everybody listening to me today. Because, Lord, there are many people out there. They've they've been the the target of fear-mongering. They've had fear coming from every angle. Please save them. Heal them. Deliver them. Set them free. In Jesus Christ's name, and Lord, today, even as I'm speaking, let people say, well, I'm going to join, even if they're sitting in other nations. I am joining. I am going online. I'm becoming one of the partners of the church. Oh, yes, I'm going to become part of this community. doesn't matter where you are on the planet. We're with you. We pray for you every day. And to us, I want to tell you right now, get it very clear. It's about looking after you and trying to get you to be blessed up. God in Jesus' name. That's what we're after. That the Lord would bless and keep and protect you. Lift up his countenance over you. Be gracious to you. And bless you forevermore. In Jesus Christ's name. For more teachings like this and other material, please visit our website at www.littlefallsonline.com.